0: Listening
1: to a Sharesies podcast. kato. It's Thursday, the 18th of November. This is recap made for you by Sharesies.
0: And Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation.
1: Here it comes. It's the disclaimer.
0: Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with.
1: Any information we provide is general only and current at the time.
0: If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider.
1: And welcome back to uh, the recap studio. It's
0: Alice. Hi, Alice. Hey, Jose! It's nice to be back.
1: It's it's great to have you back, and I'm so glad you're feeling a lot better. Sounded like you were quite under the weather.
0: Yeah, I was a bit crook, so I just I you know stayed at home, rested up, got a COVID test, and and yeah, which you know came back negative. But um... <laughs> great, that's good. <laughs> so I'm back on deck today, and also thank you to John for filling in um, while I was away.
1: Yeah, yeah. Big thanks to John uh, for doing that. But Alice, what's been happening today? Let's move on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So Sanford, the seafood company, uh, released their full year financial results today.
1: So before we get into it, can you just give us a quick uh, overview of what Sanford does?
0: Yeah, sure. So they are one of the big fishing companies here in Aotearoa. Uh, So they operate a fleet of vessels that do inshore as well as deep water fishing for a whole range of fish species. Then they are also involved with aquaculture, uh, which is the farming and harvesting of mussels and salmon. And the reason why we're talking about them today is because they are a public company. They're listed on the New Zealand Stock Exchange.
1: Cool. So you said that Sanford released their full year results today, right?
0: That's right. Now these results were released in the market this morning and they were for Sanford's financial year ended the 30th of September.
1: And how did the company go?
0: Well, Sanford said that COVID-19 has continued to impact the business uh, in particular on their profitability. In fact, it's the company's second year of weak financial performance due to the pandemic. So sales revenue increased 4% from last year to about $490 million, but profit fell to $16 million. That's a 16% drop from last year.
1: Now this might seem like a silly question, but how does COVID impact a fishing company?
0: No such thing as a silly question around here. I actually also wondered the same thing. Uh, well, as Sanford explained in their announcement today, the majority of the world's seafood is consumed in the food service sector. So when there's a COVID-19 lockdown, uh, the, the people aren't going out to restaurants to eat like they usually do, and this impacts demand for seafood uh, on a global scale, hence flows through to Sanford's results. Now the company said that the significant impact this year has been on their muscles division. Mm. Uh,
1: but what about uh, what about the recovery? I mean, now that more countries are opening up again, is there a silver lining on the horizon?
0: Yeah, Sanford pointed out that the impact of COVID has been uneven across their three business divisions uh, and that the recovery is too. Now those three business divisions are Wildcatch, which is like their fishing operations, then they've also got Salmon and Mussels. So for Wildcatch, this is the company's largest division. Sanford said that uh, demand's still well below pre-COVID levels, but there's signs of demand increasing as global food services start to reopen. Uh, The company also said that is improving, but the muscles division is where that lag is.
1: Another thing that we're always talking about on recap is all of the disruptions of supply chains around the world. Uh, that's had a massive impact everywhere. Has that been uh, the same with Sanford?
0: Yes, CEO Peter Reedy said that supply chain reliability and costs remain challenging and that the costs to supply have eroded the company's margins uh, or profitability. So he said that the company has been actively working uh, to minimize supply chain risks. As part of that, Sanford's recently signed a two-year agreement with a supply chain group called Kotahi, uh, which Reedy said makes them much more confident about access to shipping. And did
1: Sanford say anything about their plans for the year?
0: They did. Sanford listed a number of strategic priorities for uh, 2022, which the company said will rebuild profitability and prepare them for future growth. Now, some of these include rebuilding muscle profitability, uh, grow developing opportunities in wild catch, retaining salmon profitability and preparing for future growth.
1: And finally, will Sanford be paying a dividend?
0: No, the company said that their board decided it's prudent not to pay a dividend this year, but but they said they intend to as soon as it's feasible. Thanks
1: very much, Alice.
0: A busy day for results postings in Aotearoa, because you've also got some news from AFT Pharmaceuticals, Jose. I
1: certainly do. So the Auckland-based drug maker pushed out its half-year results this morning. If you're new to AFT, the company produces over-the-counter medication, including skin ointments, first aid creams, eye drops, and a product called Maxagesic, which is a pain relief medicine. We'll hear a bit more about that uh, a bit later on.
0: Okay, so firstly, let's run through the numbers.
1: Yes, so these results are for the first half year ending September. AFT recorded gains in profit and revenue. It more than tripled its net profit for the same period last year to $4.2 million. And revenue increased by almost 14% to $55.5 million. Now, despite that growth, the company acknowledged COVID has had an impact on the company. Uh, Managing Director Hatley Atkinson says that the uh, COVID restrictions have impaired customer access to their products and pharmacies but he says they've still done well and puts the company's performance down to having their feet in several different markets.
2: We've got a fairly uh, diversified business and typically we see some territories before, maybe when other ones are a bit flatter. Um, So it's really having the benefit uh, of the diversification across Australia, New Zealand, Asia and international. So really it it's, it's that. Plus, obviously, our team have done a lot of work and stuff. Uh, you know, I mean, I think if it hadn't been for COVID, we would have got a better result. But still, it's still uh, a respectable result.
0: Okay. And what guidance did they give for the coming year?
2: They re-
1: reiterated their previous guidance of an operating profit for the year of eighteen to twenty three million dollars. Atkinson also reconfirmed their intention to offer a dividend to their shareholders when conditions are met.
2: We get asked pretty frequently um, by by shareholders, and what we've said is we're looking to improve our net debt to the twenty-five to thirty million dollar mark. Uh, we're still happy with carrying some debt, so we see that that level has been okay. And as long as we make our operating earnings and we've got debt down to our target range, then we would look to pay a dividend. What we've always said, and that hasn't changed.
1: And FYI, AFT's net debt currently stands at thirty-two point six million.
0: And what's on the horizon for the company?
1: Yeah, well, much like the Beatles and the Stones, the big goal in Atkinson's eyes is making it big in America.
2: The big market that always looms is basically the US. Um, so we've had our maxegesic IV filing accepted by US FDA. We have a PDUFA date of June 2022. So that's obviously a key focus for us because it is the largest pharma market uh, in the world.
1: Now, a PDUFA date, by the way, refers to the date when the Food and Drug Administration is expected to deliver, to, to deliver excuse me, their decision on whether or not to approve a new drug application. AFT says it also has plans to release 30 new products in Australasia over the next 18 months.
0: I'm really glad you just uh, described what a Padufa date is, because as soon as he said that, I was like, that sounds quite funky, but I have no (laughs) idea what that is. Uh, is quite fun to say. Um,
1: It's the, it's, it's so much fun and who would have thought, uh, (laughs) you know, an amazing acronym like that would even exist.
0: Jose, to wrap us up today, I have some news about a company that you actually talked about yesterday on Recap.
1: Oh, uh, really? What's, what's that one?
0: Well, before I reveal which one it is, I have to admit, I'm actually quite embarrassed because I just discovered that I've been mispronouncing this company's name up until now. Uh, and I also know that we have talked about this company on Recap before, so I've been quite blatantly uh, talking saying the name wrong um, on air. Uh, but it is NVIDIA, the American company that makes graphics, cards and computer chips. Now, up until about 3 p.m. this afternoon, I was calling this company NVIDIA.
1: Uh, I mean I think it's a pretty easy mistake to make and I'm not at all sure I haven't been doing the same thing. I mean it is confusing because it's spelt with an N next to a V uh, next to each other so I'm sure we can forgive you. And as you mentioned John and I discussed NVIDIA on Recap yesterday, we talked about NVIDIA's proposed takeover of another chip company, Arm. So why is the company hitting the news again today?
0: Well, it must be a busy week for nvidia because the company released their latest quarterly results this morning Uh, that's new zealand time now these were for the company's third quarter of their financial year which ended in october and they beat expectations in fact ceo jensen huang said that the third quarter was outstanding with record revenue
1: sounds interesting tell me more
0: Okay, so Nvidia's—I oh, just did it again. <laughs> yeah. Nvidia,
1: Nvidia, you can do
0: uh, it. The revenue for the quarter came in at seven point one billion US dollars. That was up fifty percent year over year and beat expectations of six point eight billion. Uh, as for earnings, those came in at a dollar seventeen per share adjusted, versus the one dollar eleven expected. That's also up sixty percent compared to this time last year.
1: So, what's been driving all that growth?
0: Well, it's been a game of supply and demand. Uh, the company has had more demand than it can meet for for their chips, and that's caused prices to increase. In particular, NVIDIA pointed out that they've had a surge in demand for uh, NVIDIA AI. These are graphics processes that NVIDIA makes for artificial intelligence applications. Now, big enterprises and cloud providers are after these. This revenue is classified uh, in their um, income statement as data center sales sales in this area increased 55% to 2.9 billion dollars for the quarter
1: and Nvidia is also really big in the gaming space right
0: yeah, that's right. They make processing chips that are used by uh, gamers or well, the graphics companies and that. Uh, it's NVIDIA's largest market. Now, gaming sales increased 42% from a year ago to $3.2 billion.
1: So what's it looking for, like for the uh, quarter ahead? Does NVIDIA still expect to see this kind of growth?
0: Uh, the company said that they expect to report $7.4 billion in revenue for the final quarter of their year. This is higher than the $6.9 billion analysts were expecting the company to say.
1: Interesting. Thanks very much, Alice.
0: And that was Recap for the 18th of November. Thanks so much for listening.
1: Do not forget to give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Our email is recap at sharesies.co.nz if you want to get in touch. And you can also leave us a voice message. There's a link in the episode description.
0: And we will be back tomorrow for Casual Friday.
1: Can't wait. Matiwa, see you then.